everybody. I'm Grant. And I'm Eric, and you're listening to the Quacking Ducks Podcast, where each week we take turns picking a piece of media we like, making the other person experience it, and then we talk about it on this podcast. Grant, what did we talk about today? Today we talked about the British comedy podcast, My Dad Wrote a Porno. Because of weird scheduling stuff and, you know, coronavirus and stuff, we're doing another episode of a topic that I chose Mm -hmm. uh, this week. Um, (laughs) uh, And the topic that I chose was... Let's really emphasize that Grant chose this. I know we've said twice, but I think three times was really required. uh, Called My Dad Wrote a Porno. Um... And this is a show, uh, it's a, uh, some British, uh, comedians, they work, like, in TV and stuff, uh, but they're these three, uh, friends, and one of them, uh, one of them has a father who, in his retirement and boredom, ended up deciding to write, like, kind of, like, like, Dime store, you know, or whatever it would be in Britain, uh, di- but like a dime store, you know, romance novel, quote unquote. Um, yeah, it's sort of, but it's like a it's kind of penny got- dreadful oh, er- erotic fiction because it's not like a romance <laughs> novel. No, well, yes, it's more. It's kind of more. Uh, yeah, no, you're you're, you're right. It, well, I think part of the problem here. Right, is that this is also like a lot of the stuff <laughs> in this, uh, so, but they read the book out loud, yeah. uh, you know, and they laugh about it because it's ridiculous and funny. But uh, they it, like a lot of it is is kind of like, what does this like you know sixty year old Irishman who's been just like a, a you know salesman his whole life what does he think a romance novel is or you know like it like it seems very much like he didn't do uh, ro- uh research in the genre or yeah, like you know it's very like, much like he, he's not a writer is, he's just kind of probably a, is a better shot jo- like not just genre but like format way of describing it but i i'm not familiar so right the best way of describing the book is it's a like chapter book where each chapter right it's just like a 10 minute porn clip with right. some it's like a plot it, loosely connecting oh, each clip right right yeah they call it a porno so yeah it's like a pornographic novel with in yes it's it's very yeah, loosely calling it a romance a novel implies that they fuck at like chapter 20 <laughs> not chapter one and two and three and four which is what this is right so, anywho, yeah. Um, uh, so I I stumbled upon this podcast. I don't know how. Somehow, like 
years ago, and it's something that I have listened to, and I, I have shared an enjoyment of it with uh, 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 with a buddy of mine, uh, buddy of ours, uh, Taylor, uh, who is also, uh, he and his wife uh, enjoy this podcast a lot. Um, but I wanted to, I had suggested this, I think, a couple times mm-hmm. to other friends, but it is an odd, awkward thing to suggest to someone that, hey, friend, read My Dad Wrote a Porno, and it's like, <laughs> or, like or listen to My Dad Wrote a Porno, and it's like, well, what the fuck is that? So, uh, fortunately, uh, I realized that uh, our podcast is such that I have the ability to force Eric to try something <laughs> so, out. <laughs> I will say, like, by title, it's pretty evident you know, what you're in for of like, oh, it's like a, it's a comedy podcast primarily. It's not intended to be an erotic podcast. Right. Um, I, now I will say because like, cause they even have to clarify it in the intro of every episode. Cause it's like, <laughs> it's not a porno. It's not a pornographic movie, which is what I assumed from the title. Like I, my impression was, I thought this was someone discovering that years ago, their father oh, had written the script for a cr- pornographic movie and had recently discovered it. Not someone discovered their father had very recently written pornographic literature and just self-published it, which is like, I I think it would be better to say it's like a so someone that age doesn't know that like slash fan fiction is a thing but this is what this is essentially self-published slash fan fiction right if you just weren't a fan of nothing nothing (laughs) of of salespeople (laughs) it has all the tropes of fan fiction without it being right fiction written from the perspective of a fan of a thing it's just like yeah we're just gonna loosely create some scenarios right right uh uh Yes, that's very true. Um, so I guess we'll be able to go into full spoilers because I feel like if anybody anybody should cut off now if they haven't listened to this, even no. if you do get spoilers, it doesn't matter. Like, there's no way, like, it won't matter. Like, it, it is still mm-hmm. a fun and enjoyable listen, like, you know, to the pod to their podcast because just the way they read it, it like, just hearing. A son read his father's erotic fiction is with funny. <laughs> yeah, with friends is funny. So like, uh, yeah, it won't ruin it. So, but I suggest you go listen to it now if you haven't, and then uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. So, uh, so Eric, yeah. uh, how did you uh, how did you find this podcast? What it, uh, what was it, was, it? it was fun enough. I think <laughs> I think it, it it is more interesting consuming it like, the whole season and looking back than it was, like, oh, I had a hilarious time any individual episode. I think the thing I appreciated of it more was seeing the change in attitude of the actual podcasters. Like, I thought found uh-huh. that the most interesting, because uh-huh. I think at the beginning, yeah. there is, you know, while the pornographic nature of the content is like it's absurd 
and also it moves into that world so quickly you don't have a you don't have time to kind of like get your bearings <laughs> or understand that like this is yeah. clearly a hyper fictionalized world that operates on very different rules uh-huh. uh if you try to teach treat the content literally um or or like as if it exists in, in the real world, in yeah. the real world it is extremely fucking problematic. Sure, sure. But sure, that's sure. not the case. It's right, you know it's fantasy world. Yeah. I, I think of that content the same way that like, hey, I love superhero fiction, but uh, a very easy and valid criticism of superhero fiction is that moral problems are almost entirely solved by just punching each other in the face, which is bad. Mm-hmm. This is similar in that all problems are solved by just fucking which is <laughs> probably not healthy uh-huh. <laughs> but it's a fictionalized world um so i think it was interesting seeing the podcasters kind of learn that over time and that's why we were struggling with the genre of this of like it's not i, th- I think it's more comparable to comic books with fucking instead of fight scenes that is comparable to any other kind of fiction that i'm familiar with <laughs> that's um, true it's hard it's hard to like uh without people hearing that it's hard to to fully explain just how like unconcerned it is with um i don't you know like just any like basic any kind of stigma, co- yeah. Right, 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 and and also just like how unconcerned it is with like letting you uh, follow along with the plot or what's happening yeah, or think, the visuals of what's going on. Like, very... uh, how fucking not real, and also part of it is like this podcast is a little older, so maybe there's an aspect of it that ages less well. But like the opening chapter is intended to be the protagonist doing a job interview, but mm-hmm. also being asked to strip as part of the interview process for like a, like a biz, like a sales manager role, like something, so, you know, a role from uh, the American office show or something. And it's like that summary sounds fucking horrible. <laughs> uh-huh. But, yeah, I- and, and like, because of the, the pacing, you don't get, you don't yet get the impression that a apparently this is fucking normal in this world, and two, the character is always the protagonist is always involved consensually, but never verbally gives consent, which is like, well, you know, which they bring up. I mean, it's not like the it's not like the context of the show thinks right, that this that's is what okay. I'm saying. The show brings it, it up validly, right, right. Um, but I think sometimes once I th- I think I understood the fictionalization of the world faster than the podcasters so like there's an area in the middle where they're still being like i can't believe this is happening i'm like really because it's what always happens like i don't know why you're not getting this yet (laughs) i mean i think it's still I, i i think okay part of it i do think is a they're recording a podcast being theatrical but b they they have the added layer right of knowing this man who wrote this right. and as their friend's dad and like, right. you know, or their dad. So like, you know, I understand the, the reaction. Uh, I think it makes sense, but uh, right. I and, also and, thoroughly yeah. enjoy it. 
Yeah, I just thought mm-hmm. the that uh, it gets to a point where like I you know I think the like a a root of comedy is um you know relatability like oh we're on the same page and that like you know inside jokes and everything they're all kind of built on that conceit of like hey you can relate to this humorous experience that i i am uh talking about and so there were some middle episodes where i was like yes this is absurd i get that just pointing that out is no longer is sufficient to be like com comedy <laughs> Later, I, I got, I, you know, are, I re-synced with the podcasters and when it became a thing of like, oh, we're actually invested in the intrigue, and isn't that fucking weird? And I was like, you know what? Right. It right. is. I agree right. that that's fucking weird, right. that we, me, the audience, and you, the reader slash producer... Are right. in, emotionally invested in these despite, nonsense despite, characters, despite the, the lack of any sort of character arc or characterization in general, or a plot that makes yeah. any sort of remote sense. Somehow, still, there's some level of investment that yeah. they're like, which they talk about. They're like, I, I feel like I don't know if this is like a reaction that I just my body is so trained to have this when there's a story that mm-hmm. even when the story does nothing to help like me get into it i still somehow my body just gets into it anyways and and cares about what happens yeah uh it's a fun look at the at the kind of just built-in responses of of a story <laughs> but um i maybe it's because I, I do think that one other thing uh that i realized probably uh is that i listened to this let me think i'm trying to think i think I think I listened to a couple of episodes of the first season, like all in a row. Like I think I came in mm-hmm. sometime midway through the the first season, so I listened to like the first six or something in a row, and then I I was going to week to week. Which when you're going week to week, it's less. I I think that the the I don't get as exhausted with the absurdism because it's. Okay, and yeah. for them too, for them recording, they you are have an away opportunity from a week. step back to reality. Right, right. So you're yeah. away from a week, and then you come back, and it's like, okay, now there's a new episode on Monday. I put it, you know, on in the car while I'm driving to work, and you know, cry myself to tears. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, because for me, I, I no, laugh to tears, even though laugh, I did not cry. binge it. Like, I, I did have part part of why our production for our podcast is weird. Is like. Grant suggested this two weeks ago, but because of COVID and all of our friends now equally social isolating as me, they actually were like way more down to hang out than they used to be because they're not hanging out with people in real life anymore. So I actually mm-hmm. had less free time to listen to a podcast than I used to. So then I actually needed the two weeks to listen to all of this, which is only 13, 13. episodes yeah. Yeah. of like 30 minutes. So it's really not a lot. Um, So wh- I wasn't I didn't like binge it. I would do like two or three episodes and then like nothing for three days and then one or two episodes and then nothing for a few days. Um, But I think for me, it was always more of a active process in my mind because it's like, oh, I have this homework of listening to all of season one versus mm-hmm. any other podcast that I listen to 
uh, you know, something like a news podcast or something, I don't keep thinking about it in the back of my head because I'm mm-hmm. done with it until the next episode comes out and I think about it in the moment that I'm done with it. Um, so I think that would probably play into why I, I had, you know, one toe still in that universe where then when I would go back, I'm like, what are you talking about? Yes, we know that every all roads lead to fucking like that is how right. this universe works. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think also there's a interesting thing where I think I was picking up on this in the beginning where the environment, I, th- I think inherently like the, you know, half of the humor is the idea that like, oh, what's on the page is supposed to be erotic and it's not. And half the time that's actually true. And then half the time I think it's like, no, if you're by yourself reading this book, the 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 language would be neutral to successful in its erotic intent. But when you are definitely reading it out loud to two of your friends, it's like, no, literally nothing you say is going to right. actually be erotic sure. in this context. Sure. So jumping onto it, being like, that's not erotic. It's like, well, no shit. Like, nothing is going to be right now. Right, right, right. And for the person reading it, you know, it being his dad that wrote it as well, you know? Yeah, that's going to, so, like, that's going to remove any, it's actively detracting to the intended context of the text in a way that I I think it is uh, not legitimate to really be like, oh, when the son reads the text out loud, it doesn't have the same erotic air to it. I'm like, no shit. <laughs> I like I like this. You're on Rocky's side. Uh-huh. I am because I think it's because <laughs> there's a weird. This is a weird thing where this is a a piece of art that is additive and uh, criticism of another piece of art that is like you know it is so bizarre and incomparable to anything else I know of, I can't really, like, thumb my nose and be like, oh, it's very bad pornographic literature. I'm like, one, I don't know. Two, it's insane. So, like, I... I... Yeah, it's so... It's like the... It's... It borders surreal. And, you know, sure. in my mind, it's like trying to critique a Jackson Pollock painting. <laughs> and then instead, I'm just listening to a podcast of people attempting to critique a Jackson Pollock oh, painting. And it's going to be way easier for me to critique their criticism than it would be for me to try to con- critique the painting in of myself, you know? Well, the story talks about multiple events that seem like they're similar to creating a Jackson Pollock painting. <laughs> so. Gross. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I love that you're in on it. I I do think one of the funny like I like the multiple different layers of uh of of their like one of the my favorite parts is that uh, their um you know their background like you know they're they're uh, comedians but also like work for the BBC and our, our mm. I think uh I think Alice is like a radio 
uh, host or radio show or something like that for the BBC. I don't know intimately what what they do, but uh, you know they're in some sort of like you know legitimized production, and that makes it fun for me whenever they uh, <laughs> whenever they like to uh, talk about uh, Rocky's uh, sentence structure or like the his crazy uses of like grammar or whatever. Mm-hmm. I always personally just enjoy the hell out of that stuff as well. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> that's the thing that's, that's the thing that stood out to me. Cause that, that highlights, you know, their background versus his work. It, it, it has a like, wait, so they're definitely, I guess I, my thought is like, they're definitely not punching up, <laughs> you know, <laughs> their their criticism and humor. Uh-huh. I appreciate that they that it is like very clear that like Rocky is fully on board with this. It's like oh good, right, uh, right, right. I appreciate. I think part of it is like I'm my what I'm harping on are things that really only exist in the front half of the season because by the second and half, like we were sure. saying, they've gotten invested to the point where it's and they've gotten. <laughs> on board with the um the conceits of this universe that's not about that anymore it ah. becomes more about like i think there's two kind of jokes rooted in the premise which is the absurdity that it exists which i got over very quickly because like that that's the whole point of this and the absurdity of like what happens next which is uh-huh. the you know the plot the quote unquote plot and the <laughs> In the quote-unquote intrigue, which is essentially just like a cliffhanger, because there's like, in the third to last episode, they acknowledge that there's like a conspiracy of some kind, and then it just (laughs) doesn't get interest. So like, this was uh, this was I think just after the uh, uh, was the asses and donkeys uh, trust uh, thing was that. Uh, I was thinking of the Duchess comes clean. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it's like I I was not even a willing participant. It's like yes you yes you were, uh, uh-huh. and, and then it's like oh so and so pulls all the strings or something or like no someone's pulling all the strings and we're like oh I wonder who it could be and then that gets answered in like a Q and A. It has an element of like. The uh, what does Finn need to tell Ray so badly? <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, uh, God. But you know, this is a self-published ebook, uh-huh. so yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it's I... not a, a multi-billion-dollar Disney movie, right? Right. Uh, <laughs> I do uh, wish. Okay, uh, random short pivot. I wish the episode describing the theoretical cast for a movie of this was way earlier, so that I could actually have those mental pictures. Because the actual description <laughs> of people is like awful, so right, that it's not right, enough to right, create a right, mental picture. To make anybody, and then the, yeah, the well, like I did look at the cover once. I was like. Oh, not only is this like clearly not what I would picture, it's like Daria cartoon people, so this isn't helpful either. 
so it's funny that you okay. I'm uh, I'm assuming uh, that you haven't uh, gone forward with further into uh, season two or anything. Is no, that I imagine you'll make me listen to that for like Valentine's Day or something. Sure. Uh, <laughs> so so uh, one of the things that they do. Uh, they start having, uh, like, they kind of, near the end, like, had, I think, a couple episodes of, like... Yeah, I listened to all the footnotes footnotes. episodes for season one. Okay, so, as they go forward, uh, this podcast, like, really took off, like, Mm -hmm. shockingly well. So they they bring, uh, like, their first footnotes of season two is they have Elijah Wood as a guest. Oh yeah, um, they mentioned that he was a fan in one episode. Yeah. I was I heard so. Well, so like, it's funny that you bring these things up because so Elijah Wood comes on and then they like ask him who he would want to you know be in the movie yeah. like whatever, and he was going for the youngish man. Oh yeah, uh, that's perfect. But uh, but they do that a couple times over the next several seasons. So like, mm. so like. Daisy Ridley, uh, Thomas Middleditch, uh, okay. Michael Sheen, uh, Emma Thompson, like a bunch of people who are pretty famous, like yeah. randomly love the shit out of this show. So they they come on. It's pretty great. That's uh, great. I think I think the I think uh, they ended up when uh, Emma Thompson came in because she's. Dame Emma Thompson, they decided that she would be the Duchess. That makes sense. Is it uh, over at this point? Uh, I would not say that, no. Uh, So, at the time of the first season, I think they um, Rocky had written three books. Right. Uh, There's five seasons that have come out. So, Mm. the fifth season ended uh, just like last December. Mm. Um. And then they had like uh, they have a uh, they did four Christmas specials uh, yeah, yeah. of just like one offs. Uh, there's like a Netflix uh, uh, Christmas one of the specials they did a Netflix thing uh, for mm-hmm. it too. Um, but uh, I believe by the end of the fifth book, there's definitely more. I can't remember how many he said that they've. I think there there might be six written or seven mm-hmm. written so far. So I mean, it'll you know it'll keep coming back for a little bit. You know, I'm sure they'll keep doing it <laughs> however long. Yeah, as, as, as long uh, as there are more access. books. Yeah. Um, it gets like I was. It was fun for me to go back and listen to the first season because I haven't re-listened mm-hmm. to it since since it came out. Uh, it gets so fucking wild. Like I I'm can't, sure I cannot. I- of no spoilers because I genuinely no. believe you'll just pick season two at some sure, point. Sure. So it no 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 spoilers, but I I it just <laughs> it go it like it was kind of it was funny to listen to them react to season one like mm-hmm. it was kind of quaint yeah of like what they were getting outraged uh, outraged by of just like oh man like. Having heard five seasons of seasons of it, you know, yeah, this is it is it's still like crazy and absurd. As well, whatever, I'm sure there's a, but... a aspect of like, um, and like Ouroboros effect where like the book predates predates the existence of the podcast, obviously, but now 
a lot of these books are being written full with full knowledge that the podcast exists and that right. the book will right. become content for. I think book four is the first one that was written post, you know, oh, post okay. the podcast. So like the first three are crazy as fuck and get crazier. Yeah. At, like without any outside influence, but book four is where like it does. It is aware. Like, yeah. I'm sure there's like a lot of footnotes of like, to it, uh, which is like, what do the fans want to see? Well, there's it's funny because like it's still crazy and kind of similarly ridiculous, but they'll they'll like point out like oh he's put in like a very long winded description of this person probably because we made fun of him for not describing yeah. people or you know just like so, but it like that it, it's kind of one of those things where it's like he probably put that in because he was writing as he was listening to that episode and then he doesn't it's not like he. He yeah, changes he his format. That. Right, right. He just kind of, like, does it once because they had yeah. brought it up, but then doesn't do it for anybody else. Or, so it's yeah. still kind of wacky and all over the place. Yeah. Um, it, it, I think that'll be interesting because it'll create more of a, like, um, collaborative element to the production in a way that right now it's it's just layered. You know, mm. it's not... It's not... the Right now, the audience... Or is consuming a like piece of art that is a criticism of a piece of art, but that's different than like the art reacting to that in a cyclical right. manner, right? Um, right. Com- comparable to like uh, with a or like not really, but that element is what I like about listening to a lot of actual play stuff in that it's collaborative. So I, I think it would be interesting to see how this acts as an example of collaborative art uh-huh. by that point. So yeah. I, am, I, I have in no way am I like, oh, gross. Don't make me listen to more, Grant. Uh-huh. I'm like, no, this is, it was fun. It was, uh-huh. it was fun. <laughs> I am happy that you think that. I, I do. I, I feel like in the future, if you ever get the urge to listen to it yourself, I do recommend mm-hmm. that more spaced out listening. Cause I do think it is more like it, 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 it kind of is the format that it is more built for where like there's, you know, <laughs> it's so stupid to say, but there is like, there is a, some element of like suspense or like, you know, dramatic tension of like mm-hmm. what's going to happen that when you just like power through it, it's a little bit less like you know it's still absurd and fun, but like yeah, it it, it is it, interesting because like the book isn't designed for that. Um, I would say right, obviously right, like right, uh, until right. it gets to a point where they it's not in written in acknowledgement of the podcast maybe, but like right right because in my mind it, it the book is written to act like uh, this is a bad comparison but like a young adult novel which is usually like <laughs> oh it, it ends in such a way that makes you want to read the next chapter but the chapters are so short and consumable that you read like three a night or something right right yeah no it's yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm very happy that <laughs> uh you've now listened to this because i i i didn't have uh Anybody from our college friend group who had given this a shot yet, and I, I and wanted to. You definitely to. recommended it a few times, and it was just a thing of like, 
the a thing I will say about this podcast is like, especially when you first start it, you kind of need to find where in your life is the appropriate time to be listening to it. Because <laughs> uh, like, you know, we're all work from home and you're like, oh, Eric, you're work from home. You have plenty of time to listen to a podcast. I'm like, I can't listen to this when I'm on work hours. Like, sure. can't do it. Not going to do it. Doesn't no, feel fair. right. I I have not listened to this while working either. Uh, yeah. I would not. Like I don't think I would want to listen to it on a bus. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, I have had a couple of funny situations where I have been. I usually, I like when I uh, wasn't working from home. I was listening to this a lot, just like in my car, you know, mm-hmm. to or from work or whatever. Uh, and I, there are a couple of occasions where, like, <laughs> I was listening to it. And would be laughing my ass off, and then like say like say I was coming home from work or whatever, and I like just w- was going to go grab uh, something to eat or something, and I uh, would be like in the drive through or someplace, and I I would like press the button to mute the the thing like the to mute my phone, but mm-hmm. like because I had switched apps or something like that. Uh, you know, like the button, the, the that like usually is just the mute phone button, like wouldn't work. So I'd be like pulling up to the drive through with my window rolled down, and they're like loudly talking about, uh, like you know the like how he's got this, you know, Rocky's got this weird mental image of what a vagina looks like, and like you know trying frantically to like grab my phone and like take it out and pause it before like that no. without over the loudspeaker. But uh, yeah, uh, no, so. I I think it is more interesting to like listen to it when you can be like relaxed in bed maybe by yourself and like actually see if it ever gets to you i think that's more interesting if you're driving to work like obviously you like you literally can't find any of it erotic you like you don't have the like capability to interpret it that way in that context so i think it's much more interesting if you allow yourself to be in a scenario where it's like Hey, if Rocky's words actually turned me on. Like that is fine right now. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am interested later to maybe hear what it, what what turns or phrases uh, you found titillating because there's some wacky um, misconceptions of anatomy and how sure. things work in that uh, story. Um, I do. That's actually one of the things that I like. I think that makes the the podcast so successful is that I think it is, I think it is an, it is made better that the, uh, the, the hosts of the podcast are a guy like who's reading his father's erotica and then his fee, uh, his female friend and his gay friend. I think that makes for an interesting, like eclectic, audience for them to be like listening to this because like you'll have kind of like different reactions where like you know like he'll talk about uh like uh her bra getting undone and her 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 breast plunging or whatever and like you know their reactions to that are a little bit different you know between between them or like when 
when he talks about uh, a pair of breasts like pomegranates or something. Yeah. Like, you know, the guy reading it and and uh, Alice will both be like, what the fuck? And like, James, uh, James is the his gay friend, right? I think. I Anyways, think so. Yes. Yes. So James will, will be like, I don't have any context. Like they yeah. could, they could feel like pomegranates. I don't know. So yeah. like, you know, it, it's, uh, and it's anytime always- adjectives and imagery comes in, it's always to the disservice of the work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it's to not- the service of the podcast, but of the absurdism. Yeah. 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 I think, but- I think the, the erotic nature functions the best when it's just, being it's just verbs you know it's like uh-huh. ah, they were doing this action and then they were doing this action and they're two attractive <laughs> people that's all the information you need it's like you know what you're right that is all the information that any try of metaphor you're gonna do is just gonna be fucking weird and not make any sense they, so. they, it is usually better when it's not doesn't have adjectives but i will say there are still some misapplied nouns mm-hmm. that, like, you know, when it's, like, talking about he uh, he, he entered her cervix, and, like, they yes. do, like, a whole, they have to do, like, a, like for James's benefit, too, like, they have to do, like, a female, anatomy, uh, lesson. anatomy lesson. There's actually one of the footnotes that they do later, uh, like, is that Alice does a full uh, female anatomy lesson to try and <laughs> nice. clear up some of the, the odd, uh, yeah. verbiage like uh, vaginal lids and stuff like that yeah uh, the attempt to be descriptive <laughs> like it is I think that's the thing that's interesting is like I don't while everything they say is wrong or nonsensical or bizarre I, I don't read fan fiction or erotic fiction so I don't have a frame of reference of like oh this is how to describe sex with imagery and metaphor and do it well like literally have no vocabulary for that so like it is it is interesting where i wonder i would love to see if there's an observation of like oh rocky's gotten better at this over time you know (laughs) yeah yeah no i think i think his it is i I tend to think that you know, I like I, I don't have much context either, but uh, I definitely think that uh, oh, not much context. I I think that he just has kind of an odd. Well, yeah, I was like a thirteen-year-old on the internet in the nineties, so I mean, uh, video existed I, then, Grant. Yeah, what, but what internet saying. speed did not. <laughs> yeah, fair. Uh, but uh, I I think that. The the thing that I find so enjoyable about it is that he's someone who, you know, it, it seems like Rocky's passion is not the writing. Like, he's not interested. It doesn't seem to come off that, that his passion is writing. It seems like mm-hmm. his passion is thinking of crazy sex scenes and then he just happens to that's the the medium that he knows that he can do it for you know like you know he's not he has a very limited uh uh vocabulary and uh odd uh sense of sentence structure and stuff like that which i think 
makes it more enjoyable uh yeah. to, to to hear and listen to but yeah i think that's the root of all the tantalizing. Biz- all the bizarre and incorrect anatomy described in the book to me it always read as someone who just ran out of words and it's like i don't know what's another <laughs> another word for a body part right, below the right. waistline on a woman's like i don't know ovaries those are down there somewhere right <laughs> like it doesn't read as someone who thinks that that's sexy or thinks right. that that's actually right. how any of it works it's kind of like just the, grasping at straws yeah and trying not to like, be re- repetitive right it's the, it's the kind of it's the kind of like uh it reminds me of like essay writing in the fourth grade where it's like hey oh, yeah. you use you use this word too many times so i would write it the same and then just look up for look up synonyms yeah. for like the, the second and fourth time that i used it and you know like that was the way to fix yeah, it but, that's ex- that's yeah that's exactly how it <laughs> reads i love that he forgets one of his characters names for a chapter it changes it yeah yeah i believe i'm not sure if they actually came out and said this but i think that he eventually said something like, you know, he calls Bella Donna, and he is like, oh, well, her f- full name is Bella Donna, which <laughs> is a name, like, that, you know, sure. but, like, there's no context given to why yeah. suddenly the book changed which nickname it was using for right. her. I mean, uh, also, they say, like, oh, there's a person who's the mastermind behind this scheme, and then don't address it, and then in the Q&A they're like, oh, well, when we find out that this guy is the mastermind of this scheme, it's like, <laughs> that wasn't in the book! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, gosh. Yeah. That's good. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm happy that in, you know, this quarantine is, has been kind of an interesting um, I think because everybody's so locked away and, mm-hmm. and kind of willing to just out of sheer boredom look up things that they might not check out initially or, or whatever, there's been a lot of like absurd things that people have react like, you know, been watching or checking out or whatever. So I'm happy that I could continue uh that tradition <laughs> adding to that. Uh so you can you can watch you can listen to to my dad wrote a porno and then you can watch tiger king and then i did start that helen i started that last night you did yes we are okay. three episodes in okay okay so if you uh, want to so just talk about that next week we should be done by then if you're if you want to that's fine uh are you I, how, uh, how where are you at are you done because it would be weird oh, to... i i finished it in okay. a night <laughs> I, yeah. I did i needed to know how it ended okay. so yeah maybe we'll um, put it off for a bit then so that we can i like justify because i always hate i do this sometimes when we're trying to pick topics where it's like if i just watched it i don't want to watch like not watch it within the week that we record and i also don't want to watch it again after having just watched it sure you know? sure so so i i uh our, our our friend Donnie is uh is watch live is live not tweeting but live posting in our Discord uh about it because they're watching it right now. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. But uh yeah, that is uh that is an in- entertaining show, I will say. Um <laughs> gosh. There's some weird shit in this world and it's very fun. Um 
Well, cool. I I feel like that's a pretty good uh, covering yeah. of the topic. I I feel like we're pretty good. Uh, I I recommend. Uh, I I probably won't force you to listen to uh, another season at least for a while, but yeah. uh, I recommend uh, if and, you are interested and, in yeah, maybe to check it when, out because like, it's a lot the, of fun. It's coming back if they announce an, another season. I'll try to do like the net like two and three or sure, something. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, lots of fun. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that'll do it for us. Uh, yeah. We want to thank uh, Brenna for our awesome artwork, and thank Dave for editing and giving us theme music. And if you want to comment, uh, you can do so on SoundCloud. All right. Thanks. Night.